Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Hey, guys, it's Howard. Uh, true fucking story. I went to a church a few days ago, and no bullshit. You guys know the new song, Happy by Pharrell. It's got everyone just, you know, dancing, happy, and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that, a pastor was mad at that song because it, he says it's taking people's direction from God. Seriously, a, a pop song that has nothing negative, it's just about being in a good mood, and you're mad because it doesn't throw Jesus in there somewhere? It already sounds like a freaking gospel song. What the actual fuck? Glory hold, motherfuckers. Hey, what's up, guys? I'd like to see Steve Anderson tell my wife that she's a lazy whore. We both do laundry, and we both cook and clean. The thing is, we're both in the military. Our day starts at 4.30 a.m., and we usually don't fall asleep until 10 o'clock at night. We deploy, work long hours, volunteer around the community, and take college classes while having to maintain our fitness four, time, four to five times a week. So go ahead. Tell my wife, who performs better than most men in her career field, physically and academically, that she's doing it wrong. And I will, with much satisfaction, watch her choke him the fuck out and make him eat his own dick. Glory hole. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. See, so I particularly like being able to read that now. I like being able to say <laughs> that we're from Chicago, that I'm from Chicago, because yeah. I'm in no way actually from chicago but i feel like it leads lends me some like some credibility it's like it's like street cred you get a little street cred right. just because you're you're related i am in chicago right but you are not in chicago you're fucking no. og so but yeah you know. i mean i'm like fucking like like if a nuclear bomb hit chicago i am super fucking dead yeah it's gonna hit you see and i yeah. have the advantage of being annihilated by the nuclear waste afterwards and the oh yeah. that's the Right. Worst way to go. As opposed to, <laughs> I will just die of radiation poisoning over the course that of that weeks would or be months. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Living afterwards is not a fun. Right. That's not right? a thing. I prepared, yeah. you know what I did? I prepared my doomsday bunker on my roof with no, like uh, on the top of my house with no roof. And it's got you should a, just basically put a big, a big magnifying target. glass up there, like a giant magnifying glass to roach you from the sun. <laughs> just like, like a microwave. Just put a huge microwave up there and sit in it. And My safe room end. is just a revolver. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a lazy Susan. You're just on this lazy Susan spinning around. 
You know, I want to mention before we get into the podcast, Tom, that we've gotten a ton of reviews on iTunes and we're so happy. Thank you, everybody who's done it. But I want to mention a couple of them um, and they're not bad ones. So everybody was like, you guys always mention your bad reviews. These aren't bad. These are good. I just want to I want to uh, mention a couple of them. This one is from uh, from somebody named uh, Scott and Scott says, these guys are the best excrement packing team of funny, dark morons I've listened to on the interwebs. Might be offensive to some, but others will will dig their lack of shits to give. Listen to it. Now, the thing is, he gave us a great review. It's a five-star review. But when I look in his history, I look down and he gave reasonable doubts five stars. And this is what he says. These guys take the best shots from the glory hole. <laughs> this show is smart, funny, badly produced with lots of unnecessary noises and full of references to gay anonymous sex. <laughs> its hosts are opinionated and only sometimes sound too drunk to talk when they can remember what show number they are on <laughs> and how to use the internets, they can get pretty deep guests together to talk about stuff really poorly. <laughs> It's great. He says, but all through it, they do a professional job, cup the ball, stroke the shaft, and they know how to make the head feel loved. Now, I know for <laughs> sure that he messed up because we have very similar logos, and he gave them I love that so glorical. much. Can you imagine their consternation uh, over reasonable yeah. doubts? Like, wait, we put on a professional show here. These <laughs> What glory hole? What does that even mean? But then I looked again because I was like, you know, we do kind of have a pretty similar, you know, logo to them it's basically the face their faces flip the other way it's a little more crash test dummy looking than our face but it's still a face but you know the other thing too is not only are they you know maybe taking away a five-star view from us tom but i i have to apologize to reasonable doubts on the air because i think they took a one star for us too (laughs) (laughs) here we go here we go i'm gonna read it this is by shaft 1358 uh, sarcasm, not substance, one star for reasonable doubts. I subscribe to a number of atheist podcasts and find this one to be snarky and sarcastic without offering much in the way of substantive argument or fact to support their positions. Sophomoric, scoffing, and fallacious arguments uh, abound, and one can almost hear the host's eyes rolling, but I barely, if ever, hear a thoughtful or mature discussion. Grow up, guys. That is certainly meant That's for That's not us. reasonable and, doubts. And <laughs> not for them. So I would like to offer a public apology to reasonable doubts for them taking one for our team. <laughs> I got to say, I'm sorry, reasonable doubts. We apologize. But clearly that one is not meant That's for not you yours. That's, that is That's certainly ours. Yours. Yeah. I'll own that shit. That's so. You know, I, I like this one. We got one from Alri. It says, I'm convinced these guys secretly want two-star ratings based on the attention they give bad reviews on the <laughs> podcast. So please consider this two and a half two-star ratings. Two out of two would two again. <laughs> we want to thank everybody for rating us, though. That's really great. And thanks for rating us on Stitcher, too. Uh, we appreciate all the, all the attention, and it makes us, feel, uh, makes us feel loved. So thank you very much. Well, if I were to take a cup, and I were to spit it into a cup, and I were to hand it to this pretty young lady right here. What's your name? Tier. Tier. Tier's going to take it. She's going to spit into it. She's going to pass it around the room, and everybody's going to take a chance spitting it. We're going to hand it to this young lady back here. What's your name? Lizzie. Lizzie? Lizzie's going to drink out of that cup. What would y'all think about that? Mm. Pretty disgusting, right? You wouldn't do it. Because you're exchanging bodily fluids, and that's what you do in sexual activity. You exchange bodily fluids, so you see how rampant it can go in terms of your sexual activity. So, Cecil, the first story comes... Unsurprisingly, from Right Wing Watch. Wait, did I say it was a show episode 150? Hey, you know what? It's episode 150. 
I don't even know if I fucking said it or not. You didn't. I didn't. You didn't say it. Turns out it's episode 150. What? 150 And our is. first That's story good. comes unsurprisingly from Right Wing Watch. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You really don't. You really don't, Tom. I don't. If, I know. I'm fucking oh, repeating it. I don't think anybody thought I did. Tony Perkins warns condom use could lead to tyranny. No, not could lead. Leads, sorry. Leads. I was giving yeah, him the benefit lead, of the doubt. Yeah, like, could lead is giving him the benefit, yeah. for sure. Condom use leads to tyranny. Um, Family Research Council President uh, Tony no. Perkins. That's probably a tough election. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's who knows the like the worst quotes on the out of the Bible about gays. Right. Like, that's that's how you get to become president. Like, they have, like, a debate. It's the opposite of an actual election, like, where it's just like, oh, man, I said some really inflammatory, crazy shit, and now I'm not going to win. Instead, it's like, hey, did you hear that guy's crazy, inflammatory shit? Yeah, he's got yeah. my vote. <laughs> he's awesome. Guy. Let's get that guy up there. Man. He wants. I want him to be the face of organization. <laughs> um, so evidently, he was responding to the news that the Department of Education will investigate fifty-five colleges and universities for mishandling sexual assault claims. Um, and so that—that's a story that has like nothing to do with his tangent, right? Which I—I'm sympathetic to that actually. <laughs> so, right. but it, I mean, in that story, it's like, yeah, the Department of Education is basically saying that there's some colleges and universities who did not handle sexual assault claims uh, vigorously, um, and so they want to make sure that there's procedures and processes in place right, to protect right. the uh, rights of sexual assault victims. That's a good thing. Somehow, he's saying that it's because of rubbers. Like, rubbers lead to rape. Yeah, I mean, this is really interesting. Let's listen to what he has to say. I'll play it for him. This is, again, courtesy of Right Wing Watch, um, and from they stole it from another show. So The sexualization that has taken place on uh, in our culture in general, but in college campuses, contraception is made available as if it were candy, which sends a message, well, it's there. We It must be there for a reason. And then we're surprised when... Uh, and. and it, let me, let me say this. I mean, this is not justification. It's wrong. We are all responsible for our actions, but we're surprised uh, when people act on these outside factors that they're surrounded by. Wait a second here. Okay, so what we're saying is because contraception was available, we shouldn't be surprised that there's more rapes. That isn't what he said without trying. He, and, you know, you could tell that he was trying not to say that. Right. Because he's like, hmm, maybe if I just hedge and circle yeah. around the argument. <laughs> right. I can pretend st- I didn't actually say yeah. it. Yeah. He'd still kind of make the point I want to make without actually saying that contraception makes rape, like, unsurprising. It's unsurprising. That's why in, in places without contraception, there's no rape. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little known. That's, that's a little exactly known fact. That's not true. Right. Um, so right. Yeah. And that's why the Catholic Church was so reluctant to bring condoms to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to increase the rate. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, man, we, let's we, We'll taint this beautiful, untainted continent, which has never been touched by the ravages of rape, by yeah. bringing. <laughs> yeah. Rape. No kidding. Okay, so he finishes off this uh, little goofy rant here in a second. Let me play the rest for you. So, Wendy, I'm with you. It just doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. Me too. I teach, I'm a high school teacher, and I see it in high school every single day, uh, you know, just with 
the dress and everything and the attitude and the way they behave at prom and blah, blah, blah. And the more and more that it gets allowed, then they're going to have to have more and more restrictions on it. But mm-hmm. how do you make restrictions on it when you keep allowing it? So it's just like this vicious circle. It leads to tyranny. I mean, you're going to eventually have, I mean, it, it, this is the <laughs> challenge we have, folks, when we abandon objective truth. When we, when we try to jettison the moral law and, and we live by an arbitrary standard that's in, put in place by government. What the what? fuck? All my this words are backwards words. Yeah. I love the fact that the woman's like, like, yeah, and kids are dressing so differently nowadays. <laughs> like, that's never been said before in history. Right. You know what I mean? Where all these kids are... Showing more skin than they used to. You know what I saw the other day was a picture on Reddit, and it was just like somebody put a post in our pics, and it was just a, it said, hitchhiking home from Woodstock, right? And what it was, was a naked girl with a backpack, and she was holding a sign that said 2NYC. So are we saying that she was like suddenly they're dressed <laughs> sluttier today than they were in the Woodstock times? You know what I mean? Like, are you serious that somehow this is this big, big deal? And then the other thing that that I think really galls me about this is that they keep saying, you know, oh, you know, the, these these kids are doing the, their, you know, with the contraception, the contraception. Would you rather have fucking pregnancies? Because they're, you're not going to stop them fucking. I mean, that's not a thing that's going to happen. They're still going to fuck. Would you rather have them have pregnancies? Well, I think his whole thing is, though, that is that it, it, it doesn't occur to them to have sex unless they can get contraception. Right. Because he's right. that he seems to be suggesting that, like, like they're walking that, that we're just like that sex is the impulse aisle at the grocery store, you know, that you didn't intend to get a Snickers bar. But I mean, you were waiting in line and it was right there. Oh, man. You know, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But I think <clears throat> I could be mistaken, but that's certainly not been the uh, way my sexual experiences have played out. It's never been like, oh, man, you know, I I came over here just to, you know, do not. But I think I'll just have sex. Yeah, yeah. I got a rubber. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm just going to. I guess I'll just have some sex. Yeah. You just like walk home, kick open the door. Got a box of condoms. <laughs> you know, well, would even have to, it would, that would have to be even more like planned. He's, he seems to be suggesting that like if you're walking down the street and you just find a condom, you'd be like, well, I'll put that on my dick and fuck something. <laughs> it's like the one ring to rule them all. <laughs> You just, like, put it on, and you're, like, immediately, my precious, you know? <laughs> the fuck? We'll be fucking for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, too, is that these people are against, you know, I mean, clearly this group is against abortion, too, right? So if if we didn't give them the contraception and they did have the sex sexes, then they would have these babies, and they seem to think that it's okay that a teenager has a child, right? Like, that's something that I think that they're fine with. And the, the, I'm always flabbergasted by the people, not only to think that, you know, teenagers should be parents, uh, because I don't think that teenagers are equipped to be parents. And, you know, maybe that, that makes people mad. Maybe somebody in the audience had, had a child when they were a teenager, and they think they did a pretty good job. Maybe you did, but you're probably the exception and not the rule. You know what I mean? Like being a teenager and, and having a child is a lot of responsibility. And I always wonder, too, about those people, too, because what, what would you say to somebody who was 16 and wanted to adopt someone? You would say, 
you can't do that. You Isn't know that what funny? I mean? Like there would be a rule. There'd be a rule in place for you not to be able to do that. But you're perfectly fine to be 16 and shit on a kid. That's fine. But you can't. You probably couldn't adopt someone. Although I have, I'm just speaking out of my ass. I have no idea if there's rules in place. I would suspect that there are, but I have no idea if there are rules in place. There's certainly monetary restrictions in place because it costs a lot of money to actually adopt a child. But in any case, I just I I always find it so odd that it's. It's so counterproductive. Not only are we against the contraception and the ways in which to prevent sex, but we're also against, you know, the outcomes of that if we don't get the prevention in place. It's just, I mean, it's just, you're essentially just sentencing your your children, the people that are these young people, to a life that is probably less than what they could have led if they would have waited until they were at least ready to have a child. You know, I think that's a, that, that's a good point. No matter how well somebody ends up parenting— um, as a teenager, one one can at the very least say it's suboptimum, right? It's not the optimum time in somebody's life, typically, to say like, yeah, I'm I'm 16. I am at the height of my, you know, financial and emotional maturity <laughs> level. Maturity, right? Yeah. Like that's not that's not a thing. That's a true. You know, yeah. that's <laughs> right. And like that woman right. who's speaking, that it just makes me crazy. She's like, yeah, I teach in high school. I see it every day. These kids with their proms and they're dancing and they're touching of each other's filthy bodies. Like, come on, lady. Like, when did you not see that? Like, when yeah. when was that not the case? When was it the case that teenagers didn't have fucking hormones? You want to bring me back to fucking Mayberry where everybody held hands? That's fine. But if you want to live in the real world. Um, that's just not a world that's ever existed. Yeah, and tell me that in Mayberry they weren't driving down by the creek to go bang right. each other. You know what I mean? Like that's bullshit. It's it's a it's a load of shit. It's not it's not a true statement. Where's this? There's a story, and we might actually cover it here. I'm not sure if this is if it's now or later, but there's a story about you know how many people have premarital sex, and the number is outrageous. The number of people that have premarital sex. So clearly, the people that you are. You know, the homeschool kids that are, you know, that have to deal with, you know, the uh, the abstinence only program that their parents is telling them they're having premarital sex. People are going to have premarital sex. Let's just make sure that they do it safely, that they're not getting STDs, that they're not getting pregnant before they need to before they are, like we said, emotionally and financially secure. Then, you know, suddenly society might start to change a little. Look, I got a seven year old and I fill his backpack with condoms every morning. Just in case. He uses them as balloons. He's like the, he doesn't know he's what like to the do Johnny Appleseed of condoms. Yeah. Like he's running around. <laughs> what, he's planning that? <laughs> throwing rubbers behind him like, tra-la-la, look at me. I am throwing rubbers. Uh, because that's what Johnny Appleseed was really like. I, 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 I can't confirm that or deny it. Glory hole. Glory hole. Glory hole. Glory hole. Glory hole. Glory hole. So this next story also comes from Right Wing Watch. Former Bush administration official explains how gays are worse than murderers. What? Former Bush administration official yeah. Robert R. Riley is out with a new book called Making Gay Okay. How, how clever. How rationalizing is, homosexual clever. behavior is changing everything. Um, it's it's got to be a good book because it has won endorsements from John Easterman of the National Organization for Marriage and ex-gay therapist Joseph Nicolosi. Hey, it's a Nicolosi, huh? It's a Nicolosi. <laughs> I endorse this book, huh? <laughs> so he appeared on the Janet Mefford show. Hey, did you know there was a yeah. Janet Mefford show? <laughs> 
think Janet Mefford knew there was a Janet Mefford show. Yeah, that's called uh, he appeared in Janet Mefford's living room. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like if they came to Glory Hole Studios. <laughs> Welcome to the studio. Yeah. It's not exactly, a weird right? murder room in my basement. Yeah. It's not a creepy weird murder room next to my camping supplies. <laughs> He's like sitting on her couch. It's like a fucking poodle biting him while he's fucking trying to give the interview. Could you get your dog to stop humping my leg, lady? There's like kids like running around the house, like shooting Nerf yeah. guns at him in the middle of the interview. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> uh, oh my God. So he's got a pretty strong rationale, Cecil. He does. Let's listen to his rationale. I'm going to play three clips. They're about a minute long. This is from the Janet Medford Show, courtesy of Right Wing Watch. After the person murders someone or looks at pornography, they, they come to see that what they did was actually wrong. Well, they might come, but they don't see what they did was wrong. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> they can't excuse it. And moral order is restored, and they, uh, they're contrite from having done so. But what if you organize your life around something that is wrong. Are we still going on the assumption that porn is wrong? I don't I was going to say like I have organized my life around pornography. It's worked out fine. You know what? We're you know who else has pornographers. Yeah. <laughs> many of them are doing just fine, thank you. Just fine. Just fine. Then you must construct a more permanent rationalization that prevents your conscience from returning to tell you that You've just done something profoundly wrong. Yeah. Now, this is exactly the case with active homosexuals. As opposed to the ones who are on inactive status. Yeah, like inactive ones. They're like sitting on the bench. <laughs> like they're waiting to get called in. Or are they more like volcanoes? Like they could <laughs> go dormant. off at any time. <laughs> they're like, dormant homosexuals. Dormant homosexuals. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to fuck. Put me in. I can do it. I can do it. Now extend it to homosexual marriage where they uh, have to say that wrong is right and and not only is it right but it's normative right morally normative so we need to teach it we need to bless it in marriages we need to ordain it in churches and we need to enforce it in our laws and that is what is happening okay so i do not know of anybody who's saying they need to bless it in their churches or ordain it, whatever the fuck he said, bless it in their marriages or ordain it in their churches. Who gives a fuck what you bless or ordain? As long as the fucking state pays attention to it, who cares what your fucking shitty little church does? Yeah, I, you know, that's such like a weird argument that nobody's making. Like, they're arguing against <laughs> like, yeah, well, you said that if there's gay marriage, then the pulp has to become gay. Yeah. What? <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? Nobody exactly. has said that. Like. What are you saying? Like, well, the sky will turn red. Like, fucking what? What are you yeah. saying? <laughs> All right, there's two more clips. We're going to go to the next one. Janet Medford, courtesy of Right Wing Watch. The sexual act in homosexual is, in males, a sodomy. And how could an unchaste act be a source of fidelity? Hmm. And that's a contradiction in terms. Right. And, of course, they say you can't say it's unchaste because we're back to this worldview. If I decide that it's something that's right for me, who are you to decide that it's not right for me and to impose that on all of society? Although, at the same time, what they're doing is reversing everything, taking everything upside down and then saying we're going to impose our morality on all of you. 
But that's as a sort of saying the eye isn't for seeing. Who are you to say the eye is for seeing or the ear is for hearing? <laughs> it is not we who say that. It's the eye that lets us know when we examine it. Excellent. And we can't forget just because we get below the waist that all of a sudden, well, who knows what these organs are for? Wow. Yes. We go to sort of some epistemological amnesia. Who could imagine what our sexual powers are for? (laughs) It's so true. Sexual powers? I didn't get any sexual powers. I especially don't have any sexual powers. I'm like like the Aquaman (laughs) of sexual powers. (laughs) I have no sexual powers at all. That actually assumes a level of wetness that you can't achieve, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm the Aquaman, though, I guess porn stars are like the superheroes with sexual powers. Like, they're the ones, they have great costumes, admittedly. I'm like the Captain have- America, like, just always blocking. Just yeah. always, it's like, all I got. Really gives... Really gives a whole new meaning the word bad cave, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Wait, okay, so what is he saying? He's saying... Once we get below the waist, we immediately think, oh, what are these organs for? Whatever. First, sodomy. I mean, what, we're only talking about men now? You know, we're only talking about, we always only talk about men. We always only, only talk about, about men, when, yeah. when men are having sex. Men don't necessarily have to have debut sex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they don't actually have to have that. But the very fact is, is that. What is a mouth for? You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's all these. It's a fucking hole, man. Just like your hand can be made into a hole that holds a banana or a penis or your mouth can be turned into a hole or your ass can be turned into. It's something to put your dick in. That's fucking what we've been doing. Like we've been trying to. You would fuck a pillow when you're 15. You know what I mean? Like if it had a hole in it. It, it, that, that, like, is it, who's to say the eye is foreseen? We'll come up with another use for it, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, exactly. You know? right? it's a, it, one's a unitasker, one's a multitasker. Oh, no. that's, that's like a first thought. It's like, well, who's to say? Well, you know, I guess if somebody was like, hey, look, my eye can juggle, I'd be like, yeah. cool. I wouldn't be like, <laughs> cool, whoa, bro. put that fucking eye. Stop yeah. thing that you shouldn't be juggling. What do you get there? Well, you, you got a thing that does lots of stuff. Like, right. what, do I, what do I say about my hands? Should I be like, oh, that's a hand. That's only for pointing. Yeah, because it points for jerking. Like, oh, that's a hand. That's only for grasping. I shouldn't point at stuff because that's right. not what my yeah. fucking hand is for. I like, shouldn't push anything or pull right. on it. You know, whatever. Yeah, I shouldn't swim because my feet ain't flippers. You know, right? Well, mine yeah, are, no. but you know, most people yeah. aren't. I got the most wet feet, so but still, <laughs> you, know, you know, you do giant duck feet, <laughs> <laughs> huge pear shaped body with duck feet. <laughs> Oh, I have an active uh, genetic gifts. So I'll tell you that much. I'm just, I'm fucking blessed. I'm blessed in a church. That's where I'm blessed. Right. Let's finish this fucking douchebag out. Here's his last little bit. What is the nature of this act of sodomy? And we can only judge the nature of that act when we examine the, the nature and purpose of our sexual powers. And just through our reason, we can know that this is a highly disordered, immoral act and a profound misuse of our sexual powers, which is why it has been condemned in Western civilization for 4,000 years, and not just in Western civilization. That's right. So what do you think is ahead for Mm, our country? Do you have any uh, (laughs) expectation at all that Mm. the United States will one day wake up and say, wait a second, we've been had. We we need to really fight this. Yes, I think that will happen. It's just a matter of how much damage will be done before it happens. This will fail because it is against nature. So it's, 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 it's principal enemy is reality. 
I don't think much damage will be done if they use enough lube. Yeah, I think I mean, it'll be fine. Yeah, be safe. You know, yeah. have a good time. It's all right. You know, good, gentle. That's all I'm saying. A lot of yeah. preparation <laughs> goes a long way. The well, uh, name a damage that's been done. Right. Like, there's no damage right. that's been done. It's like people are going to wake up and look around and be like, man, we got to re- repair the fucking, where'd that damage go again? Like, right. where is it at again? Oh, it's because now I have to bake a cake. That's the damage. Clearly, they're talking about um, sexual acts between, you know, consenting adults. But they're trying to make it seem like, you know, this is condemned and it's a misuse. It's like, well, who's to say what's a misuse? That's and I, I I disagree. You know, in the second clip we played, where she's talking about, she's saying, "Well, they'll say it's about this." Well, I'll say it's about that as long as it's about two consenting adults who aren't, you know, injuring another person who's not willing to be injured, right? If it's somebody who's hurting someone else, then yeah, it's, it's clearly something that we need to make sure that isn't a thing that happens. But when it's two consenting adults, I don't understand why people get their underwear in such a bunch about it. Who gives a fuck what two people do in their bedroom? I don't care. I mean, I don't care at all. I know not. You know, and I want to point out, too, like the very opening of this when he's making the comparison, <clears throat> you know, he makes a comparison to a murderer and a por- and somebody who views pornography. And he's saying, like, well, what they're going to do is they're going to see that what they did was wrong and they're going to feel remorse for it. And that that somehow makes it better. That's a better situation because remorse and contrition are involved. And I right. think, like, man, can you imagine? Can you imagine being somebody who's family was shattered by losing a loved one through murder like your fucking mother or father or brother or whatever was fucking murdered and you're gonna say well i mean that's better than gay sex because the dude who murdered my mom feels bad right, about it right right like oh yeah well that's better than two guys fucking right and could but, you be imagine tom if you were the victim of pornography i know right? i mean god <laughs> i have god. been the victim of pornography <laughs> Many times. <laughs> and I've inflicted swift justice on myself. <laughs> that was sophomoric, Cecil. It was, everything we do is sophomoric. One day I'll graduate to junior. Junioric. <laughs> junioric. <laughs> this next story comes from Right Wing Watch. Florida man requests to marry porn-filled Apple computer. In super clever marriage equality protest. Um, Florida man's <laughs> taken his obsession to a new level, filing a motion to intervene in the case, challenging the state's marriage equality ban and purporting to seek the right to marry his porn-filled Apple computer. And Cecil, his reasoning is that he, quote, recently purchased an Apple computer. The computer was sold to me without filters to block out pornography. I was not provided with any warning by Apple that pornography was highly addictive and could alter my reward cycle by the manufacturer. Reward cycle? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Over time, I began preferring sex with my computer over sex with real women. Naturally. A tiny little penis that could fit in the CD slot. So, As somebody who has viewed pornography and had sex with real women, nobody prefers the pornography. (laughs) Very true. I also want to say, too, to this guy, look, man, you don't have to buy the cow if you're getting the milk for free. Know, <laughs> you know what, what I mean? Like, what do you like, have you to make have to a marry com- it. You're getting, no, you're getting it for free. It's the Isn't that old saying w- that they say when you're having premarital sex? Like, they're just like, don't buy the cow. Well, isn't it also like it's it's the only wife that has pre-planned obsolescence? Right. Like, <laughs> Gotta upgrade her in a few years. Right. Oh man, my wife needs new RAM or something. 
yeah. for the ramen. <laughs> we're gonna, I can't rammer without more ram. I can't. We're low on rammer. rammer. Yeah. Um, he says, uh, Nashville, I fell in love with my computer, preferred having sex with it over all other persons or things. Or things. As a result of classic conditioning upon orgasm. Uh, the courts didn't buy it, Cecil. Wow. He couldn't get slipped that one past? No. <laughs> he slips it past the computer, but not past the... Right, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I love that he says he's having sex with his computer. He says here, like, over time, it began preferring sex with my computer. Yeah, no, I mean, he's putting it in the USB. Like, wow. Um, sorry, dude, that's probably why the ladies don't want to have sex with you. That's a little, that's a skinny mini, bud. Yeah? That's, that's not good. <laughs> Just a, yeah, it's not tab A, slot B, bro. You, it's, know? you know, the hard you got, part about fucking the USB is every time you go to put it in, it's upside down. It's upside down. You got to flip yeah. the computer upside down. <laughs> I know, Tom, it's ridiculous. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Stand on my head to fuck this thing. Jesus Christ. Ridiculous. Can't they just put a good symbol on here so I know which way to go? <laughs> you know, that's just such a weak fucking argument that you just, I mean, we just talked about it a few minutes ago. It's like consent. It's like fucking, you can't get consent from a fucking, a non-animate object. You can't be like, oh, it's inanimate. Well, then it just doesn't get to decide whether it has consent or not. Like it's, you know, that's why you don't get tax benefits for marrying your computer. Well, or tax, actually, it's not tax benefits. It's more, you get to pay more taxes. Yeah, but right. in any case, <laughs> you don't get the benefits, I guess, of seeing your computer when it's on its deathbed at Best Buy getting ready to right. be Just terminally. They're going to pull the plug. The fucking geek squad literally, is standing around looking literally solemn. Literally yeah. pull the plug. <laughs> it's, not a backup U- US, yeah. it's not a backup UPS exactly. instead of life support. <laughs> Exactly. And actually that beep the UPSs make when they activate is not that dissimilar like to the code yeah. sound. Like, yeah. like fuck, some shit's wrong, some shit's wrong. <laughs> a long way to a long way to a long God, I fucking hate this story. This is all over the everything. This is from the Inquisitor. Uh, Kidnap schoolgirls. Boko Haram leader rants. Allah commands me to sell them. Uh, the two hundred. Now the numbers keep moving. So this is a weird thing. It was like two hundred and seventy-eight not that long ago. Now it's two hundred and twenty-three. I've seen numbers that are all over the map. But there are two hundred and change right. missing schoolgirls, and I get fucking hung up on the on the numbers because it doesn't end well for at least two hundred of them. And um, they're being held by the uh, Boko Haram extremist group, um, and he's basically selling them that, basically saying that Allah says, "Gotta sell these women, gotta sell these girls." That's what I'm required to do by my religion. I abducted your girls, he says. I will sell them in the market by Allah. There is a market for selling humans. Allah says I should sell. He commands me to sell. I will sell women. I sell women. So I don't think we took that out of context. <laughs> an email you're taking this guy out of context no clearly he is saying that it is my duty as somebody who believes in this dumb book and he's like praising your god right i want to sell these women no i i don't think there's any way to misconstrue right 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 he says he understands in the video he says he understands where the country is outraged at him um he says we are holding people as slaves well, at least he's not fucking mincing words. No, I mean, clearly he knows what he's saying. He knows what he's doing. Right. You had mentioned earlier, too, you're like, you couldn't believe that 223 people 
got kidnapped. And the first thing that I that I thought of, I'm like, what does the Amber Alert look like for 200? <laughs> it's like, just, be on the lookout for these 200 cars. You're yeah. fucking like, what is phone alert would just drain your battery before it got to the 200. <laughs> it like, just Fuck. keeps buzzing. It's like, be on the lookout for this car and this car. Or it's just like seven buses, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Where do you put 200 people? I don't know. Like, like how do you mall? hide 200 people? <laughs> I don't know. A small hangar? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can you look help at me find that last 200 people that yeah. I can't, you know, find? You know, it's it's unsettling that that the Boko Haram uh, extremist group has such control over um, a wide enough swath of Nigeria that, I mean, effectively the government is unable to act in a meaningful way. Right. And the international right. community is is uh, unsurprisingly outraged. But you know, what does that fucking mean? You know, that in a fucking postcard. You know what I mean? Fuck that. That sure. doesn't do shit. Yeah. So this guy is selling them, and he's and the reports are that he's selling these people. Um, as child brides for the equivalent of $12 each. And now let's be really clear about what selling a woman against her will as a child bride is. That's fucking sex slavery. Right, That's exactly. That's all that that is. It's, he's basically fucking fundraising, but instead of selling world's finest chocolate. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. <laughs> selling the you just cut out the middleman. Sell the girls. No, what, what did you look at this guy? Did you I, take I a look at this look guy? Any crazier, dude. I, I mean, seriously, with that gun and that hat, he looks like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Not Elmer Fudd. Amir Fudd. Let me let me just Amir change that. Fudd. That's Amir. awesome. <laughs> Jeez, he totally looks like that hat. Looks like fucking Elmer Fudd hat. I love when they put when they post these videos where they're just always holding a gun. It's yeah. Like, it's like, no, you kidnapped a bunch of people. We trust that you have firearms. <laughs> That's something you could keep off screen. You don't need to reveal that in Act One. You know what it is? We know man. there's it, gonna be a murder in Act Three. Right. right. <laughs> it's the fucking scepter. Like, that's what he's holding. Like, the gun yeah. for all these guys, it's like the fucking scepter. You know, it it's is. like the king holds a scepter as like a like a fucking symbol of his power. Like, do you see that I have a scepter? This is currently a scepter. Like, that's yeah. the only purpose for it, right? Exactly. And these guys have these fucking AK-47s. Like, I am holding an AK-47. You want to be like, fucking, I bet everybody else in the room is holding an AK-47. It doesn't make you special. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not like you're this gold-plated, bro. Right. You don't have the only AK-47. Yeah. So we're going to take a short break, give you some information on how to contact us, how to donate to the show, and we'll be back in a few moments. If you would like to contact the show, visit the website DissonancePod.com for the links to the Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and email accounts. You can also call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Did you know that you can become a patron of the show? Go to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash DissonancePod and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per-episode basis. If you don't want to donate money, please take a moment to give us a good review on iTunes or Stitcher, or tell a like-minded friend about the show. So to everyone who supports the show, Glory Hole, you fucking rock. So this story comes from Think Progress. Las Vegas police host Choose Purity event, claiming premarital sex turns girls into prostitutes. Uh, Vegas, you've got this backwards. 
for your business model. <laughs> your whole business model is based on turning girls I into know. prostitutes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're Vegas. Yeah. There's like training programs. There. Are you kidding <laughs> me? I mean, like you, you can go there and take a seminar. Like you really, can get a certificate like, from the community college. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I like about this story is okay. So the police are out, out against it. And the police say, so they made this charity, this Choose Purity event that basically was put on by this coward guy. I love that his name is, he's like a police know, guy. His name great? is Coward. Um, but it, like the reason why they do it is because um, typically women who are not sexually abstinent wind up as victims of sexual assault or they become members of a gang or take drugs or become prostitutes. And then you read later on in the article, and it says a survey published in 2006 found that 95% of Americans had premarital <laughs> sex. The same survey, of course, found that 95% of people also take drugs, become prostitutes, and join gangs. It's fucking awesome, dude. Actually, they're prostitute gangs. Yeah, they're actually, they're, they're, they're drug prostitute gangs. Yeah. yeah. The gang fights are kind of sexy, actually. They are so. super hot. <laughs> I've got some video files, I'm just saying. Right, right, yeah. sure. That is such a funny thing. It's like, it, they, they get all worked up, you know, like, oh, man, these fucking girls. It says, uh, the message of the event, according to the Las Vegas Sun, is that girls who get promiscuous, because you can get promiscuous. Gonna get promiscuous. Can wind up dead. It's like, well, anyone can wind up dead. <laughs> you don't have to have any special, like, it's not like, like you get in a car accident and then your fucking face is about to impact a tree. And the tree's like, wait, her hymen's intact. And then, like, it softens. <laughs> That's not. Like, but if it's not, they beat her to death with a shovel. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like a whomping willow like, from Harry Potter. It's just it's like beating this. Yeah, like she's I'm like, not. oh, I'm fine. The tree's like, no, you're not. Boo, 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 boo. Nature is not getting back at you for fucking. Society is not getting back at you for fucking. You know, fate is not getting back at you. God is not getting back at you. Nobody's getting back at you. The only thing you have to do is choose safe partners and be safe about the way that you do it. And most of the time, things will end up just fine. Right. As evidenced by the fact that 95% of Americans. I know, right? Like when your sample size is that big. And we got to talk too, because we got a message from Rachel. And she sent in a, a link that's, that's very uh, apropos to this. Essentially, it's a link that's, and it will, it'll be on our website. It's called These Father Daughter Christian Purity Ball Photos Are Really Creepy. It's from Liberal America. Uh, dot org and she sent it in and and just take a minute click on this link and uh you know this link is going to take you to a, a site that's going to show you a whole long stretch of these images and some of these images wouldn't be so bad if they weren't framed around the fact that they're coming from christian purity balls and the very notion and the very topic that they're talking about is being chased and not having sex yeah, man, it's I mean, you look at these and some of these photos would be really sweet photos, um, although some of these photos are fucking weird, weird. as hell, no matter how you take it. I yeah. want to talk about a couple of the weird ones, because sure. why not? I want to talk about the second photo. It's of a farmer in a field of just dirt. Yep, it's just they're just like, let's take a picture in the dirt. And it's With just tractor in the background. It's just like it's like in the tractor. The field has like recently been fucking mudded and dirt clodinated. 
And the girl looks as unhappy as I have ever seen a teenage girl look. And that is something, by the way, because I have generally throughout the course of my teenage years made most teenage girls unhappy. Yeah. But I cannot imagine. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, look at a lot of these photos. Someone in the photo looks unhappy. Right. Almost right. none of these. Like the third photo down, there's like a girl and she's like making like smiling at the camera and the dad looks fucking pissed. Dad looks furious. He looks fucking also, his tie insanely is pissed. Worst tie ever. I want to talk about the fourth one down or the I guess it'd be the fifth one down. Um, it's a guy in, he's looking out over the mountains. <laughs> so he's standing weird. at parade rest. So he's standing at parade rest with his hands behind his back. I think that's what they call that. Where he, and he's in uniform. He's in camouflage uniform. He's got a beret on his head. So he's clearly some sort of special something. And he's standing there and he's looking out in his full uh, like U.S. Uh, armed forces. I don't know which armed forces uh, uh, uniform. And his daughter is in. The, the shoes you wear for ballet, whatever those are, and like a ballet tutu, and she's got her her foot raised up over on the side of her head in a very provocative pose standing next to him, and you just see the back of them. It's really weird. It's such a weird photo, man. It's like uh, you can't figure out what possibly possessed these two people to be like, all right, I want the camera positioned behind us. Yeah. And then I'm going to stand here looking fucking military and you're going to stand here looking flexible. I don't know. It's, what, a, what's it's almost as if, Tom, the person who's taking these photos wanted them to wanted to really show how creepy this shit was. Right. So he convinced them to do this stuff. That's the only way I could uh, I can absolutely figure out that this stuff happened. It was some person who was against this pretended to be a photographer for them or something and said, hey, I'd love to take your photos while you're doing this creepy thing and then let's make sure you do something really creeped (laughs) out while you're doing it. Like, that's the only thing I could think. Some of these photos, too, like we're talking, there's one where there's these two very young girls, very young girls. They're in the middle of the mountains and these girls, they can't be more, one of the girls is probably not over five. The other girl doesn't look like she's, she looks like she's under 10, clearly not sexually active. And it looks like a really cute picture because he's just standing there with his two girls. If it wasn't under the context of it being in a purity ball. Right. Like, what the, wait, you've got to talk to them that young about this activity? You know, th- th- that little four or five-year-old, or maybe even let's say she's six or seven, she's got a couple of years to go. She doesn't, I mean, that's not a thing that she needs to know about yet. Well, I mean, and clearly you can tell her about it, but, you know, to expect, um, I mean, just to like have that sort of thing hanging over her at such a young age, it's just a weird and it's controlling, and it's all the things that are wrong with, you know, arranged marriages, essentially. Well, and it sexualizes children before they need to be sexualized. Like, it actually right. does the opposite thing, right? Because it's, I mean, you cannot have a purity ball if you don't discuss what, what, what you're trying to be pure of, right? You know? And, I mean, how do you even start? So now you look at this photo, and it's like, well, I don't, I don't want to look at this photo in a, in a sexual context at all. Like, if this was just like, hey, I'm a dad and here's my kids. Like, it's a perfectly nice photo. Yeah, no one would think anything of no. it. Now, the ones with their arms around the tummy, yes. you know, from the behind is weird. But again, if it was just under the context of, this is my daughter. I went out and took a photo in the middle of my mud farm or whatever. Then, okay, great. You know, like, yeah, it's a little weird. Maybe you're, you know, maybe I wouldn't do that. But, you know, at the same time, as long as it's not under the context of this stuff, it's a totally different fucking photo. You know, I also want to point out, Cecil, that many of these photos 
are taken outside in the middle of like dire scrubland. I know. Like <laughs> you look at them, and it's seriously like the the one photo of the of the marine. Um, with the yeah. with the daughter who's got her eyes closed, they're like in the fucking Mojave Desert. They're like in I the know. middle of like fucking nowhere. Like after the nuclear winter, like there were purity balls. fucking sand yeah. dune. It's like The Walking Dead or some shit. <laughs> so many of them, it's like, oh man, we got to take a picture outside. It's a beautiful, dire, scrub filled, <laughs> barren wasteland <laughs> exactly. sort of day. Well, that's kind of how they want their sex lives. <laughs> It's it's just funny because it's all like it it like obviously speaks to this sort of like rural America, you know, like yeah. this this uh you know hinterlands America. You know, you don't see this like in fucking downtown Manhattan. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tom, let's play a game. All right, Cecil, I'm ready for a game. All right, here we go. Give me an adjective. Plump. <laughs> I like plump. That's a good one. Give me a noun. Diaper. You can tell what's on your mind. <laughs> Animal type, two of them in a row. Eel and squid. Verb, base form. Drop. The base. <laughs> Give me a noun. Plantain. Better be base. What is it? Plantain. How about a proper noun? Uh, Hardee's. <laughs> is that with two E's? I think it is. I think it is. Uh, liquid. Semen. Uh-huh, of course. <laughs> this is Glorial Studios. Uh, three parts of a body in a row. Uh, follicles, anus, birthmark. A noun. Orangutan. I have no idea how to spell that. Uh, full name of a person. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> how about an animal, plural? Lemon sharks. <laughs> That's not a thing, is it? Is that a thing? Yeah. What, do they, like, go around with, like, puckered lips all the time? No, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> no, they actually only eat lemons. There's only one of them. It's a... There's only... Yeah. <laughs> it flies around trees. A part of the body. Uh, earlobes. How about a liquid and a part of the body? Glue, orbital bone. Two verbs. Uh, ransack and muddle. Muddle. I love Isn't that muddle. what they call the things on Harry Potter? <laughs> Noun. Uh, orphan. Full name of a person. Steve Jobs. <laughs> All right, so this is Mad Libviticus, and I think this is uh, this is chapter three. If the offering is a plump offering from the diaper, oh, no! <laughs> from either the eel or squid, you are to offer a male without defect. You are to drop it at the north side of the plantain before the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and the Hardy's sons. That doesn't make any that sense. That doesn't work. The priests shall, shall splash its semen against the sides <laughs> of the altar. Well, good for you. Uh, you are to cut it into pieces, and the priest shall arrange them, including the follicles and the anus on the wood that is burning in the altar. You are to wash the internal organs and the birthmark with water, and the priest shall bring them and burn them on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a food offering, and an orangutan pleasing to the Lord. If the offering is to the Ron Reagan... Uh, it is a burnt offering of lemon sharks. <laughs> you are Good to luck. offer a dove or a young pigeon. The priest shall bring it to the altar, wring off the earlobes, and burn it on the altar. <laughs> its glue shall be drained out to the side of the altar. He is to remove the crop and the orbital bone and throw them down the east of the altar where the ashes are. He shall ransack it open by the wings, <laughs> but not dividing it completely. And the priest shall muddle it 
and the orphan that is burning on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a food offering, and an aroma pleasing to Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I love this story. This is from the Friendly Atheist blog. Um, Christians will fast for 40 days to protest gay marriage. Gays all over the country still eating food and having sex don't care. <laughs> uh, and the Christian group planning the event, um, they're not really saying like, yeah, we're not going to eat anything. They're just like, yeah, you can maybe stop eating Kit Kats for a week. Maybe they're just going to avoid all phallic foods. Yeah, like we're not eating any <laughs> like, like no hot dogs. No, you can't eat any sausages. <laughs> it's like, you remember that story from a few years ago where the, yeah. they were like, yeah, Muslims. women can't be in the same yeah. room as like a gourd or something or like a that. cucumber. <laughs> a gourd. Jesus. <laughs> I kind of want to meet that woman. <laughs> Jeez, you can't satisfy that woman. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say satisfy. Time I said meet. <laughs> There's a difference. I don't want to do anything. I just want to meet her. Yeah, like, uh, I can't satisfy any woman. So what the hell yeah, am I talking about? So what about? the hell? I can you know meet a lot of women. <laughs> don't satisfy a single one. Yeah, I think it's. I think this is ridiculous. They're gonna fast, right? Why? Because God's like, oh, y'all don't have anything in your tummies. Okay, I'll do what you said. <laughs> like, what? What is that? <laughs> oh, guess I'm gonna kill all the queers. <laughs> that's it's a little known fact that that's actually how Noah got them to uh, got got God to destroy the entire earth. He just didn't eat at all. Yeah, like from birth. <laughs> He didn't eat. Yeah, and it said it said one of the Ten Commandments. I think wasn't it Charlton Heston? Is that who that was who did the Ten Commandments? Right. He reads it sort of slow. It's like I shall listen more closely to thou who has not eaten a food. <laughs> you know, like that was one of them. It was taken. I was like it got it got edited out in the rough draft though. Right. You know what I mean? You go through the editing process and you lose some of these commandments. It's you inevitable. just can't expect to keep them all. Yeah, you can't, can't. keep them all. Under, no way. Uh, there's all this yeah. rock on the cutting room floor. Yeah. <laughs> Just tablets strewn everywhere. There's like a chisel next to an ashtray full of cigarette butts. You can tell who the editor is. He's got fucking forearms like a blacksmith. He does. He does. You should see that guy. It's awesome. He's like a brick, that guy. You know, I love that idea that fasting, like, because a lot of religious cultures do it, you know, and it's like, it's like God's like, oh, wait. What'd you say? Oh, no, you had a hamburger. Fuck you. Uh-uh. No, no way. I'm listening yeah. to you, bro. You went to Culver's. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, it's like, oh, my God. I, dear God, I just found out my little boy has fucking face cancer. Wait, is that a butter burger? <laughs> yeah, I fucking, I just ate. But you... You ate? Did you have cheese curds? Fuck yeah. it. I look. I live in the Midwest. Yes, I'm very I, I fat. Love, I don't. I don't I know what to tell you. It's sweater curds. season. Look. Actually, anyway, yeah. my kids got. There's nothing I can do for you. Come back in Sorry. forty days. Fucking, he'll be yeah. dead in four. Listen, those are the breaks. Like what? <laughs> nothing we can do. Next day. <laughs> Lucifer ran this world. And yeah, that's, that, that's exactly correct. And that is what they're seeking to bring back in the last days. That is the world government. That is the last beast. That is the fourth beast that is coming. It is a resurrection of the pre-flood Luciferian government. So this story comes from the L.A. Times. And there were a lot. This story is kind of all over the place. So the Supreme Court recently made a decision basically saying that uh, prayer before um, uh, session for like city council, things along those lines, um, that even though you pray, right, that's somehow right. not religious. 
okay. Not sure how yeah. that works. <laughs> Anyhow, um, that's much to the delight of the uh, of the of the groups. <clears throat> uh, is it a Louisiana group? Is it or Oklahoma group? I think it's a Louisiana group. Um, that's a group of like Satanists that are putting up the hilarious fucking statues of fucking that's, Bahamut that's fucking everywhere, great, like dude, with his fucking fingers raised like the shocker. I know, dude. He's totally doing the shocker. <laughs> he's got a big ass goat face. He's fucking awesome. Uh, um, so they basically were like, "Okay, great. If you can have prayers at the beginning of of city council session, like we'll write a prayer for you." And they did. They wrote a prayer, and the prayer is actually a pretty fucking good prayer. The prayer is pretty awesome. Let's read. I want to read first, Tom. I'm going to read the other prayer at the top that they found objectionable first. So I'm going to read this one again. This is from the L.A. Times article. Lord God of all creation, we give you thanks and praise for your presence and action in the world. We look with anticipation to the celebration of the Holy Week and Easter. It is in the solemn events of next week that we find the very heart and center of our Christian faith. We acknowledge the saving sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. We draw strength, vitality, and confidence from the resurrection at Easter. We pray for peace in the world, an end to terrorism, violence, conflict, and war. We pray for stability, democracy, and good government in those countries in which our armed forces are now serving, (laughs) especially in Iraq and Afghanistan, Praise and glory be yours, O Lord, now and forevermore. <laughs> Quoth the raven, amen. <laughs> I, that is ridiculous. You know what, that, though, I really do. You know, one of the things that I think is a benefit of this, could you imagine if there was some sort of statement of facts with everyone you had a conversation with, where if they started their talk to you and they said something like this you could just be like oh you're not a person i want to talk to right like ooh, you know we're done this here. really feels like when they come out and say this shit it's just like oh you're people that really need to be voted out maybe not now but i'll remember and i won't ever vote for you again and i will tell everyone else i know not to vote for you yeah and how in the world how in the world i mean i the supreme court's just wrong they're just wrong on right this. right there's no way that that's just like because what they basically said, this court said, look, it's just a tradition. It's not necessarily a government They're not really saying, God, hey, we give you praise. They're just just a tradition. So, you know, like, you know, it's not it's not a government endorsement of religion, really, because when I go to a government event. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody says, I mean, the, the prayer you just read is the most most aggressively Christian thing I've ever heard. Like, the Bible is less Christian than that. The, yeah. Like, if Jesus was fucking in Glory Hole Studios, taking one in for the team, <laughs> that would be less Christian than what you just read. I'd like to welcome Jesus to the show. <laughs> Jesus, you are not the father. <laughs> yeah! But you oh, wait, are you the are. son. You're actually, Fuck. you're actually the son and the Holy Ghost. So you are your <laughs> own father. That's very Fuck. confusing. The DNA cat test is really weirding me out. Let's read. Let's read though. Um, the <laughs> the prayer that this person sent that was the Satanist prayer. It's funny. I fucking love it. It's awesome. And the proposal was a response to the installation of a six-foot granite tablet uh, inscribed with the Ten Commandments by the Oklahoma legislatures. Um, so this is this was the uh, uh, satanic temple prayer thing um, that this guy put together. It says, and I fucking love it. I think it's awesome. 
Let us stand now, unbowed and unfettered by arcane doctrines born of fearful minds in darkened times. Let us embrace the Luciferian impulse to eat of the tree of knowledge and dissipate our blissful and comforting delusions of old. Let us demand that individuals be judged for their concrete actions, not their fealty to arbitrary social norms and illusory categorizations. Let us reason our solutions with agnosticism in all things, holding fast only to that which is demonstrably true. Let us stand firm against any and all arbitrary authority that threatens the personal sovereignty of one or all. That which will not bend must break, and that which can be destroyed by truth shall never be spared its demise. It is done. Hail Satan. <laughs> Hail Satan, bro. <laughs> Did he do the devil it. horns? Did he do the devil horns, do you think? I don't know. Like when he just like when he wrote it after he was done, he's like, Hail Satan. Like he just That's put up those awesome. two little horns. I love it. I think it's great. I mean, I think the Satan Luciferian shit is nonsense, but I think that the other stuff is great in there. I mean, I really do think that there's a lot of good stuff in there that, you know, clearly is is worthwhile. I also think, too, you know, uh, wanting to end in the other one we, that, that I read, wanting to end terrorism, violence, conflict and war is a good thing. Right. But don't pray for it. Act on it. Try to do it. Don't pray for an end to terrorism, violence, conflict and war, because now you're putting the onus on someone else. Put it on yourself. Yeah. Do some fucking work, you know, and it's like it kind of makes me crazy when it's like and God. If you could give our troops like special heat seeking yeah, no bullets kidding, that right? blow up the yeah. heads of our enemies, that would be super can you, dandy. Can you like, bless these pork bullets, God? <laughs> <laughs> long wake ball, a long wake ball. A long wake God, this story is fucking awful. It comes from Yahoo. Saudi liberals website founder sentenced to 10 years in jail and a thousand lashes. Uh, this actually, this is the story. The reason I wanted to talk about the story is that he was originally sentenced to seven years and 600 lashes. But an appeals court overturned the sentence, ordered a retrial, and he got fucking a worse sentence. He did. <laughs> It's like, you know, it's like going to the parole hearing and they just beat you up. It's yeah. <laughs> like, no, we're just going to fucking curb stomp you, dude. How dare you? I'm picturing like running a gauntlet of like old men and like purse holding women. Like just because like the parole board's like just like a right. bunch of like, like and old, just like beating the shit out of you, but it doesn't really hurt except for that yeah, there's a lot annoying. of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's really annoying. How dare you? It's like death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really do think, though. I think that that, uh, that the courts over there giving out these—they're just like, like throwing these sentences on people. I'm like reminded of Oprah. It's like, look under your seat. You get ten years, and you get ten years, and you get ten years. You know, like it's just ridiculous how easily and how quickly they pass out sentences for apostasy. Although in this one, they didn't. They're like, no, you know, we're not going to give him apostasy, but we are going to try him for all these other stupid things that really aren't fucking crimes. Yeah, like disobeying his father. He was arrested in 2012. He was charged with cybercrime and disobeying his father, a crime in Saudi Arabia. And my fucking first thought was like, how do you even know what a crime is in Saudi Arabia? Well, <laughs> There's no laws. When you're talking about like, well, I got to get a good lawyer. Really? Don't you got to get a good law? Yeah, you got to be a mind reader over there first. And then, you know, after this, this thing, it says, 
it, it, it talks about, you know, he's getting a thousand lashes, a thousand lashes, 1,000 lashes. And it says his lawyer said Wednesday's sentence was too harsh, although the prosecutor had demanded a harsher penalty. And then the, the fucking kicker, the ruling is subject to appeal. Yeah. I would not want that appealed. Oh, no, I would no, fucking no. stop no. appealing and be like, last time, I'm like, I'm in the fucking hole 40% here. Yeah, you just time. eat what you're given. You just eat what you're given at that point. You're just like, nope, I'm not asking for seconds right. or a different food. I'm just eating this bowl of shit that you have provided me. Shit sandwich it is, sir. <laughs> done and done. Looks good. I'll take two. Do not fucking retry me in your crazy court of non-existent laws. The whole, the whole fucking law talking system over there. <laughs> talking system is really crazy. It's just, it's just, it's just the the fucking holy book. It's just the Quran, which basically means that it's arbitrary and set out by a bunch of judges and prosecutors. And it's like, yep, yeah. What do you think we should do with this guy? I don't know. Does he have any blood money to pay? Oh, is that a thing in this crime? Fucking did he disobey his dad? What, the, what it is is just it's just arbitrary vengeance seeking by a group of yeah, powerful that's exactly individuals. Exactly it. That's exactly it. And you know the funny thing is is like you know it's it's a it's a really bad system if the U.S. justice system looks preferable in this case. You know what I mean? If you're like. <laughs> The U.S. justice system looks like a fucking a gleaming, you know, tower of knowledge compared to that. Yeah, right. Like, it, like, can you imagine if this guy had a dime bag? They would have oh, catapulted him into a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to go, by the way, is being catapulted. You know, of the ways to be executed, <laughs> I think catapulted into a volcano <laughs> is probably going to be my favorite. I like. It's that actually one like a, a game of Angry Birds, though. Like the first, like. <laughs> Two or three angry bones. You gotta watch out. Those bones are really angry. the first two or three prisoners. Like you maybe have the trajectory a little off, so they just like skip across the caldera. Like boom, 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 yeah. boom. <laughs> okay, I gotta go a little, little to the left, little, little more oomph in that thing. But when they finally get it, it is spectacular. That's when you get three gold stars right, at the end there. <laughs> this is three gold star day. They actually put a bunch of pigs at the yeah. edge of the volcano for you to knock into it. <laughs> knock them in. Oh Those my are God. the apostates. Yeah, That would seriously be the f- most fucking ridiculously fun app ever. To be yeah. like, like be a Saudi Arabian court shooting fucking apostates into a volcano. Right. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So this story comes from the Raw story. Arizona pastor, women in yoga pants, partially responsible for rape, says a dude walking around wearing a shirt that says, you whore, and has a picture pointing outward. (laughs) What the fuck? I just want to know how this guy doesn't get beat up every day. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's the thing, you know, one one of the things that that first came to my mind, though, Tom, is like, okay, if we're going to play that women are, are to blame for being raped, then you deserve a beating. You deserve to get beat up, you know, because of your assholeish actions. You get to get beaten into unconsciousness. You know, suddenly it's not so fucking great to blame the victim now, right? If if you can get attacked for your thoughts, you know, it's the same fucking thing. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that he get beat up. I'm just no, honestly no, surprised not, I, that yeah. it hasn't happened because. Yeah. You, I mean, it's such an offensive thing to say. It's like such a crazy thing to say. You know, like I can't imagine, you know, this guy wandering around on campus 
fucking yammer jammering about how and holding up a sign that says you deserve rape and shouting at women to give up your immodest clothing and saying that yoga pants, the greatest invention of the 20th century, yoga right. pants, yoga pants are sin. Um, yeah. And he said, uh, you know, if you dress like it, you act like it, different things like that, you're asking for it. Therefore, you deserve rape. Um, wow. Wow. That's yeah. just, you know. It, this this whole idea, and I know we've talked about this and fucking beat this to death, but you know the the only people who are responsible for rape are rapists. Like obviously, like that's yeah. that is the nature that is actually definitionally true of the crime, right? Like if the crime is that you are coerced or forced into sex, then you simply cannot be responsible for something you were forced into doing. It's definitional. It's part of the thing. Yeah. And, and you know, there's there's a ton of people that want to say that, you know, it's because of how you dress that you brought it on. It's like, well, then saying, like, because I have an expensive car, it's the reason it got broken into. It's like, no, that that. And even if it did, that's that's still not on me. You know what I mean? That's not my right. fault. It's the fucking criminal's fault. What are we like? Well, let's get on the criminal side on this one. You know, like, let's let's really stand behind and fucking kumbaya behind the criminal. Like, what the what is what is this fucking bizarro world, you weirdo? <laughs> nobody does that. Nobody nobody stands on the side of the road and been like, well, you shouldn't have lived in such a really nice place. It wouldn't have gotten broken into. You should have lived in a fucking cardboard box under Wacker Drive and you'll never get attacked. It's like, well, you know, what the fuck? When I'm not allowed to fucking, you know, live in a place where I want to live, I'm not allowed to dress how I want to dress. Suddenly it's the burglar's. Uh, you know, it's it, the burglar's totally in the right for jumping through your fucking window and stealing all your stuff and lighting your fucking house on fire. Right. No, <laughs> that's, that's fucking not. That's not the case. And nobody's going to stand with the burglar. Nobody's going to stand with the, the thief who mugs me because I'm wearing an expensive suit. And if you do, you're an asshole. You're an idiot. You're somebody who really, I think, just has this overinflated sense of self-importance and you want to push your belief structures on other people. That's all you are. And I, you know, I don't, I don't care about what the guy has to say. And like you said earlier, I don't want him to get beaten up, but clearly if you're saying these things and you did get beaten up, would you stand up and say, okay, I guess I deserved it. I guess I deserve to get physically assaulted for my ideas because people didn't agree with them. People didn't like them. It encouraged other people to punch me in the face. I've encouraged them, so therefore I can't stand back against this. No, this guy got beaten up. You or I would be like, man, that's not something you do. Regardless, we would never blame this guy for being a victim in this case. No. That's just not, you just don't do that. I can even stand behind this guy if he was a victim. You just don't, it's just something you just avoid doing because it's the wrong thing to do. Look, man, what if the thing that turned me on was fucking trucker hats and aviator glasses and beards? And a big shirt with a finger point. I mean, seriously, you. like, what if I saw that and I was like, oh, fuck, oh my God, I can't help myself. Yeah, yeah. Every time I see a man with a trucker hat, aviator glasses, and a fucking beard, I just, I fucking fuck that thing. That's yeah. what I do. What if I fucking walked up to this dude and fucked him? Was just like, I'm going right. to rape this dude. I'm going to fucking rape you, dude. Would he be responsible for it? Because I was like, look, man, sorry, man, you wore the fucking male equivalent of yoga pants. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Right, exactly. I saw your fucking beard and I had to fuck your face. That's what I had to do. Exactly. That's the I, way it works, it's bro. Just how I'm it sorry. Is. You know what? Is, how it what is. What if somebody's turned on by like a giant frock? Right. What is is it, their fault still? It's such a fucking ridiculously offensive, fallacious argument. We'd like to thank the following people who became patrons this week. Ayami, Ray G, 
Kitty Catorce, Tina S., Donovan, Jantu. Your hard-earned dollars go a long way to help with the production of the show. Glory Hole. Got a ton of mail, so we want to burn through it as fast as we can. We do want to mention that we're on the cusp right now of doing six shows a month. We're almost to $350 per episode. And if we are, then we're going to start doing six. So uh, so if we get a few more patrons, we're going to start doing two extra episodes a month. And uh, those will be bonus shows. They may not be as long. They may have a little different format, but there will be extra content. Uh, we hope about two extra hours of content a month. We want to burn through some of these, uh, some of these emails uh, very quickly. We got an email from, uh, this is from Mark, and he sent us a link to this, the weirdest story I think we've read in a long time. It's about this person who had like a bergillion bunnies in their house, and she was terrified that the, that the, like some weird alien power was going to shoot lasers at them, so she (laughs) stored some of them in her freezer. (laughs) It's so fucking weird. It's so fucking weird. It's from the Colorado and, 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 and. Um, and yeah, it's it, there were fucking dead bunnies between couch cushions packed into freezers. Um, she had 111 r- r- alive rabbits um, what? in her house and her six. They're all neutered too. Hang on a minute. In her 697 square foot home. Was she using them as a rug? I, like what? I don't want that, that's <laughs> essentially a, you have to walk. They're packed in like fucking airtight in there. Um, she said that uh, after finding the rabbits in the home and garage living among urine and feces, um, they put her on a three-day psychiatric hold, but they found her to be mentally healthy. What? And she says, I am a minister, I am a healer, and I am probably the most emotionally balanced person on the planet. Um, but she has also said that she kept the rabbits healthy, clean, and neutered for 18 years. But in the past year, and this is where shit went tits up for her. Technological attacks were so bad, I did make the mistake of not neutering them to protect them. Um, and that result was more rabbits because rabbits fuck like rabbits. In the attacks that she referenced, again, this is a woman <laughs> that was declared not insane. A dark entity would send a ship that shot a red laser beam through the ceiling and at the bunny. Yep. The rabbit victims were placed in freezers for protection until they might later be revived. Let me know how that part goes. <laughs> totally sane, though. Glad they took her off that three-day yeah. hold. She sounds... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You know, you got to be careful. So they were careful. They did their due diligence. <laughs> That's somebody who doesn't need any intervention. None whatsoever. We get a message from Matt. And uh, Matt says, he's the president of a rational society in Australia. We're going to put a link to your rational society. Dr. Meredith... Doig, I don't know if that, I'm pronouncing that correctly, recently returned from Uganda with good things to say about the Kasi Humanist Primary School. He says they are teaching children without any added superstition, which is beyond amazing, Consider considering the religious bullshit currently going on in re- Uganda. Dr. Doig has been busily running the fundraising activities around Melbourne to help the school put bricks and mortar in place of their tin sheeting and hope. Uh, and her efforts have inspired me to, t- to make some noise of my own. So essentially, uh, this person is putting on a little show. It's going to be in, in Melbourne, 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 if you will. As Melbourne. Melbourne in, at Embiggen Books, and that's at 197 LT. What the fuck is that? I don't know. That's not Lieutenant a real address. Lieutenant Lonsdale? What is that? I don't know. That's not a real address. <laughs> if you can find it, you can go. If you can find it, just, just Google Embiggen Books. We're actually going to put... Uh, a link 
to uh, to this place, this Embiggen Books, their Facebook page, so you could find them easily. Uh, and uh, and there's going to be a little benefit. So go there. It's 25 seats. Uh, and this uh, this and Matt looks like he wants to put on a little show to help him out. So go ahead and support down in uh, Melbourne if you're in Melbourne. Melbourne. And also we'll put a link to the Rationalist uh, Society of Australia as well. That sounds like a good cause. A lot of people have been sending us Steel Panthers song, Glory Hole. <laughs> Man, that is Which certainly is, a song. Got a lot of glory holing going on. So thanks, everybody, for sending it. Um, you can find it, Steel Panther. Name of the song's Glory Hole. Just do a Google search for it, and you'll find it. It's not safe for work, clearly, uh, like our show. So just listen to it when you're listening to our show. Thanks, Damon, for sending it in. I'm going to put a link to this next. This is from Nicholas. And Nicholas sent us a very cool, very funny, uh, just a guy on TV. And now clearly they're filming. It's a YouTube video of someone filming a television so they can get away with using someone else's copyrighted content here. So I'm going to link to it on our website. Um, But it's this guy who is sort of just talking about how he's got this handkerchief. He grabs his handkerchief as clear as this woman's back pain, and he starts talking in tongues, and he starts going, Gah! It's the best. He's like the screaming. Best. He sounds like a like when you put a lobster in the water, and it like starts screeching, like the, the shell starts making that sound. Like that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Maybe that's what he's got going on in the background. It's like a fucking lobster boil. Maybe that's me. <laughs> it's awesome. Thanks for sending it. It was hilarious. I watched the whole thing. It's very funny. We got a message as another plug we're going to do. This message is from uh, Cult Comedy Pictures. This is George. Now, George had been featured on The Friendly Atheist. He sent us a uh, a link to The Friendly Atheist blog where uh, someone had filmed a uh, someone had filmed a preacher and uh, and I guess somebody else who is arguing with him on the subway. And so uh, there's a whole video there. It's four minutes, 39 seconds long. We'll link to the article. Thank you for sending it in, George. And uh, and and congratulations getting featured on uh, on Hammond's blog. That's really cool. Yeah, it is. We got a message from Shan from New Zealand. Uh, nice long message. We read it all. But at the at the bottom, we wanted to uh, talk a little bit. There's a little piece, a question that Shan asks. Um, yeah, Shan, Shan asks uh, if we would wonder, wondering if you guys would do any debates. Um, gotten into irreligiosity, is wondering if you guys would do any debates. I know you're not atheist experienced, but I sure would love to see you guys do some heated debates. It'd be interesting and, of course, funny. Um, that's not something Cecil and I do. You know, I think we've got a format uh, for this show that uh, works poorly enough as it is. So, yeah. uh, you know, changing <laughs> right. up the format at this point, I don't think, is, is something either of us have any real interest in doing. I also just think it's it's not it's just not part of the program that we're trying to half-heartedly put together. Um, it just doesn't yeah, fit yeah. the mold. Um, I like debate. Cecil aggressively dislikes debate. I'm kind of not good at it. That's why I'm really pretty poor at it. When people start arguing, it takes me a long time to sort of process what people have to say. I'm much better on like a forum or something than I am on like actual in-person debate. Uh, because I have an opportunity to think about it. I can't think very quickly on the fly, as evidenced by this show. And I'm not any better at it. I just like it. And Yeah, you're just aggressive. You're just an aggressive idiot. Yeah, you know, the thing is, like, if I just limited myself to the things I'm good at, I would not yeah. be doing this. I'll tell not you that Not too much. many things. Right. Not too many things at all. Zero things. Um, we got uh, to participate in a skit with Karanify Me, No Illusions, Adam Reeks from The uh, Herd Mentality, 
And uh, and this skit was just recently published on the Coranify Me podcast. I'm going to link to the Coranify Me podcast. The episode that we appear on is called Allah Bowl One. This is episode 17 of the Coranify Me podcast. So you can find the link on this episode, show notes, episode 150, and it'll take you there and you could listen to it in all its glory. Finally, Tom, we got a message from David a couple weeks ago asking if we could plug his show. I said, sure, if it's on iTunes, I'll happily, you know, give you a plug. And he said, it is on iTunes. So he has a show called My Book of Mormon. Uh, And so David's show is dealing with uh, the Mormon and is it a Mormon religion, Mormon sect, Mormon Mormon cult. Can't you just say faith because then you don't really have to mean anything? Yeah. Yeah. You can say cult. Yeah, you can. So so Mormon cult. David's dealing with that. So if you want to check out David's podcast, My Book of Mormon, I'll put a link to the iTunes on this episode 150. I think David was on the latest uh, Herd Mentality with Adam Reeks, as well as uh, the host of the Karanify Me podcast, Paul. So you can listen to him there as well. So if, you, if you're if you into the Herd Mentality, you probably have already heard of David. Uh, but if not, you can go check out his podcast by going to this episode's uh, show notes. It is our great hope, Tom to talk to Greta Christina tomorrow night. Uh, So the podcast will come out. uh, We're not sure. Maybe if we get a few more patrons, the podcast may come out a little sooner than next week. But uh, but as it stands, uh, if it doesn't come out sooner, it will be next Monday uh, that you will be able to download the Greta Christina show. Uh, The second one that we've done, we're going to be talking about her brand new book coming out, Atheist. It's on Amazon right now, and we're excited to talk to her. She's a great guest, and she's a really smart person, and we're super excited. Yeah, it should be a really great time, and the book was an interesting read. So if you have an opportunity, um, you know, I think it's actually a book that would make a really good gift um, for somebody who might be, you know, maybe you know somebody's an atheist and they haven't come out to their friends or family. Right, right. You know, it's really a, a very practical guide. Um, to to sort of help people navigate some of those trickier issues. So it's something worth checking out. Well, that wraps it up for this week's show. Uh, We're going to be back maybe next week, maybe sooner. Maybe. We'll see. With another show. But until then, we're going to leave you, as always, with The Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.